Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this show. When you're done listening, I hope you take a minute and write a quick review on whichever radio or podcast platform you've heard this show. Your insights will help others to be inspired and encouraged. I have a great show for you today. I'll help you examine your personal integrity. I'll also be interviewing Diane Floyd Sutton, who is a human resource expert turned author. Today, she reviews her must-read book, Workplace Savvy, that provides practical applications and strategies for navigating your career. For more information about Diane, please visit SuttonEnterprises.org. You may also purchase her book on Amazon or the previous guest's products in the store at JamesMillerLifeology.com. Thank you so much for listening to Lifeology. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. Analyzing your personal integrity. Have you ever been driving in your car and perhaps you're examining your life and so excited and so happy and grateful for all these amazing things that have happened, but then all of a sudden (laughs) someone cuts you off in traffic and those benevolent words of gratitude all of a sudden turn into something not so benevolent. I'm laughing because I've done that several times, but that is a really good example of looking at your personal integrity. Now, of course, there's nothing wrong with that because nobody was hurt and nothing was done, but it is important to look at how quickly our thoughts and our actions can change. Have you ever been around certain people that you get a little nervous at times because you're not sure how they're going to react? Let's say one event, they're really kind, but then in the next event, they have a temper. And you're not sure if somebody says something, if it's going to set them off, then all of a sudden you have to deal with the outcome of that. We all like to think that our personal integrity is pretty sound. And the reality is that's true. However, the most important thing though is to be able to trust yourself. What I mean by that is this. If you're going to go to an event and you know that there's somebody there that is a trigger for you, or you know that something could potentially happen, if you don't prepare for how you're going to respond to that individual or to that situation, unfortunately, you could become reactive and acting out of character actually changes your integrity level. Because even though you meant to rise above it, unfortunately, you did not do that. And of course, there's no judgment because we've all been there before. At the foundation of your personal integrity, it basically means you can trust yourself that in all life situations, you will handle it in a way that's congruent, or in other words, equal to what your personality is. Or in other words, what's equal to your values, what's equal to your morals, what's equal to how you want to be. However, it's important to also look at your friend group. The people with whom we associate, we start to become more like them. If you find that certain individuals with whom you hang out do act in a way that's incongruent or it's erratic, or you're not sure how they're really going to respond, that will rub off on you. When you reflect on your life, think back on different times when you acted a certain way. And upon reflection, you're like, what in the world? What happened? Why would I even say that or do that? Those blind spots that we all have often cause us not to have our personal integrity be intact. So the great thing is, is you can review what those situations were. And prepare for those in case those things happen again. 
Because remember, however you respond in any situation determines the outcome. Meaning, if you respond in a proactive, healthy way, then that is congruent with your personal integrity. But if you allow a situation to control you or to manipulate you or to blindside you or to cause you to act in a way that's not true to who you are, unfortunately, your personal integrity could be improved. And I say that as someone who also is learning about their personal integrity. So not only do we present ourselves in a way to people that is congruent with who we are and what we believe to be true and healthy for us, but also when you're by yourself. Once again, it goes back to that first example I gave as far as driving in your car and then all of a sudden acting a different way. When you can use introspection after an event happens, it helps you say, okay, if this happens again, what do I do? And the more you can practice that, the more it is in line with your personal integrity and what your actions are. Now, of course, life happens and we're always blindsided by different things. So new events may happen. But remember, self-development always happens when you ask yourself, what am I learning about myself right now? That question will always give you the insight you need to make sure your personal integrity is in line with who you truly are. I have a fantastic guest today, Diane Sutton. She's going to review her book, Workplace Savvy, which helps you not only look at your workplace integrity, but also multiple skills you need in order to be a successful, viable employee. So stay tuned. If you're anything like me, you love to read. Lifeology and Audible.com have partnered to offer you an incredible opportunity. Audible is offering you one free book download with a free 30-day trial. This is perfect for those of you who love to read but often don't have time to enjoy your favorite pastime. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible to start your free trial. They have over 180,000 books from all genres, so I'm pretty confident your favorite author's books will be there. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible and start listening to your favorite book today. Once again, go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible to get started today. My guest today is Diane Floyd Sutton, also known as Lady D. Diane is a savvy, give it to you straight with no chaser, human resources expert turned author. Today, she reviews her book, Workplace Savvy, that provides practical applications and strategies for navigating your career. Workers of any age or generation can benefit from this fantastic resource that provides a framework for employees to be successful in the workplace environment. Welcome to my show, Diane. Or should Thank I call you, you Lady D? <laughs> no, it's really Lady Die. Oh, Die. Oh, my gosh. Oh, okay. But that, um, thank you so much for having me on your program. I am really looking forward to this. I know you were, well, I thought you were originally from Bethesda, Maryland, but I heard now that you're calling it from South Carolina. Well, I now reside in South Carolina, oh, but good. I was a re- born in Houston, Texas. I was raised in St. Louis, Missouri. I lived in uh, uh, Denver, Colorado. Oh my gosh! Uh, I went to, uh, moved to Washington D.C. to seek my fortune, mm-hmm. and you see, I didn't see get it because now I'm down here in South Carolina. <laughs> That is hysterical. I actually moved down to Florida from from the Washington or the, the district area. And I and miss so, it. Do you miss yeah, it? Yeah, I do. I actually do miss I it really a lot. Miss it. It was, I miss um, it a lot. Yeah, it's, it's totally different. Down here in Florida, I, it's so funny. When I first moved down here, I um, here I am. I had to get my car. That, I had a fancy DC car. I had to get my tire changed. And everyone, it just seemed so slow to me. And I'm like, yes. come on, come on. I'm like, you know, snap, not literally uh-huh. snapping my uh-huh. fingers. I'm like, we got to go. We uh-huh. got to go. Uh-huh. And finally, I took a moment of reflection. I was like, oh my gosh, James, you are one of those, quote, northern people <laughs> who are yes, all pushy. Are. And I was like, oh, wow. So it was, it was an interesting time for me to reflect and be like, all right, let's calm it down a little bit. 
<laughs> oh, I've learned so much about slowness that I probably, you know, I would have. I yeah, have, I yeah have. it is important. It really is. How did you become a human resource expert? I don't know about the expert, but what had happened was uh, I was going to graduate school mm-hmm. and while I was going to in Washington University in St. Louis, Missouri, and uh, I knew that I didn't want to teach. I was a math teacher and believe it or not, uh, some kid, oh, this was junior high school math is terrible. Oh, gosh, yeah, junior high kids, yeah. And what happened was uh, some kid said something and I saw red. Just like I saw this scarf, mm-hmm. and I, I, you know, I, w- I wanted to put my hands around this kid's mm-hmm. throat, and I knew I would lose my job. So I said, I need to find another job. So someone told me, said, Well, why don't you try the government? Because the government was, you know, in that area, and uh, so I applied for a job. Now this is before the internet, because this is very important. Mm-hmm. I had no clue what I'd signed up for. And how I got started was that I signed up for a job as an investigator and conciliator with the United States Equal Employment Opportunity Commission oh, wow, to investigate man. charges of employment discrimination in the states of Missouri and Iowa. Wow. And so here I am, oh, maybe 20, oh, at least 50 pounds lighter with long hair, looking like a school teacher. <laughs> they give me this, give me the training, a leather embossed uh, badge. And with that, I, in a government car, I go out to organizations, see if they have a charge of employment discrimination, they have, you know, you have to let them know within 10 days. So within 10 days, I, you know, I'd go out here and it was the most, Richard, I've been, I mean, James, I have been called everything except a child of God. (laughs) Wow. Uh Uh-huh. I'm very, you know. I bet. Yes. Right. Yes. So. But I realized uh, with that, and I, went, I ended up at the headquarters training other investigators, you cannot legislate attitude. Mm-mm. So I went to what we call the soft skills. The soft skills are the things like you know, the way you communicate. Mm-hmm. Can you resolve conflict? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, emotional intelligence plays mm-hmm. a large part sure. of, in this. I mean, there's so many nuances to it, just workplace etiquette. And so over the years, I just, I, I, I vacillated from EEO training to mainline. Yes, let's talk about management and leadership training. And as a result of that, that's, that's where I am today. Wow. But I, I, you know, I wrote a couple of books because I realized that people didn't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's, that's so important because, you know, we all, many times when we're, we are in um, a certain type of career, we, we know perhaps that profession, but we don't necessarily know how to navigate all the nuances of it or we're not really sure how to just have that career development so i think it's it's wonderful that you've written this book workplace savvy in fact let's let's talk about that what kind of book is this this is a self-learning book in Mm -hmm. other words you read your own time Mm -hmm. and after each chapter i have a little quiz for you or i have some kind of exercise for you to do I think that's the mathematician in me. No, let me make sure you understand what I've talked yeah. about. Okay. And so then people, and there's a lot of ways for people to analyze. There are a lot of exercises where they're able to analyze uh, their own situation, mm-hmm. uh, how they feel about the people that they work with, how they feel about their skills. Uh, there's a wonderful chapter on assertiveness skills. Wow. Where we tell, I try to tell people, okay, let me show you the difference between aggressive, assertive, mm-hmm. uh, submissive behavior. Now, I think that's one that we all can really read. Right. <laughs> the first that. chapter, I think, was important for me because I, it was about your values. Mm-hmm. What's important to you? 
you know. Yeah, that's one thing I really wanted to talk about because I think in, in everything, whether you know that in the workplace or just your everyday life, understanding uh-huh. your personal integrity and your values and your professional values is going to allow you to say, well, this, this current situation doesn't serve me or I'm, I'm allowing myself to be involved in something that at the end of the day is not true to who I am. So learning how to navigate those waters, not only in a professional or personal setting, but also a professional setting as well, gives you the insight and the fortitude to be able to have that exponential career development. Well, that's very true. That's very true. Uh, when in the, I ask people, I, I have some questions that I usually ask people to a- answer for mm-hmm. themselves. And I'll go over them with you. It's, it's like, number one, how do you package yourself? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, everyone thinks I'm always talking about your clothing, Mm -hmm. but no, it's how you carry yourself, how you actually walk into a room, Mm -hmm. how well, you know, uh, how well you used to be able to shake hands. What about your eye contact? That's Mm -hmm. all in your packaging. And then how do you sound? People don't understand that just how you sound. (laughs) So in my first book, in my first book where I had workplace etiquette, I had exercises for people to practice. Oh, really? I mean, you know, you need to practice it. Uh, How well, how do you communicate with people? Mm -hmm. Do you communicate at all? And that takes in verbal and nonverbal. You know, my eyes a black person and I see it with Latinos too. We're very, very expressive. And so sometimes that works and sometimes that doesn't work. Sure. So, yeah, that's a good point. You know, do you know the difference? Do mm-hmm. you, now, here's a one that's really, how well do you listen? See, we teach reading. Mm-hmm. We teach arithmetic. Uh, good point. We teach all these other things. I like that. But we never teach listening. Yes. Where, you know, where you reward someone for, yes, you were listening to me. Yes. How, give okay. us some of those techniques. I'm curious to hear how, how that plays out. Well, first of all, everyone wants to think about other things. You have to, number one, put everything down. And then you have to say, I'm going to concentrate on one thing. And you probably will fail at it at first. Sure. But what you and then the other is that you practice listening to other people speak. And then can you repeat it back? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Now, let's take listening a little bit further. You get to know people. You have to work with them. You can know their irresequencies. And so now when they communicate with you verbally or non-verbally, can you read into that? Sure. The new, yeah, so, I like that. Right. The secondary okay. aspects of all communication. Uh, wow. Right. Okay. Another one is your emotional intelligence. Uh-huh. I really think this is important. In other words, do you understand your emotions? Do you understand what, what ticks you off? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you understand mm-hmm. what ticks off other people? Okay. Here's one. I always say, can you practice, uh, what would I call it? Not the political savvy, but, uh, oh, wow. I've just had a brain freeze. Let me explain to you. The work, uh, the work politics? Can you navigate the work uh, politics? Uh, well, yeah, the, that you have to be able to navigate the work mm-hmm. politics. Now, see, everyone thinks that when I say politics, you know, with everything that's going on, sure, that we'll yeah. talk about that, but we're not. What yeah. we're actually talking about your influence, your ethical mm-hmm. influence. That's what in politics, I like that word choices. I really like that. Especially, especially the ethical aspect of it, because that goes back to understanding your professional values as well. So I think the more you have this introspective introspection, you understand your professional values, then it takes into the, your, the integrity part of it and, and, and how to once again, navigate all that through the, the integral process of 
once again, understanding yourself much more. Okay. I had a brain freeze. What I wanted to bring to you is tact and diplomacy. Mm. Let's go back to that emotional intelligence. Tact and diplomacy. Uh, People who were good at it, Will Rogers did it. Let's see. The the Queen of England has done it. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's several people that if you read what they write, you realize they say, oh, okay. Tact and diplomacy. That's telling someone. And here's my definition. Telling someone in such a way. You're telling them, go to hell. (laughs) But you do it in such a way that they smile like you're smiling. Thank you. Okay. That's a great example. Winston Churchill. Read yes. some of Winston yes. Churchill could do it real yeah. well. And he had a speech okay. impediment too, which I think is uh-huh. amazing backstory. I mean, that's a whole different okay. yeah. topic itself, but yeah. Okay. A couple other one is you always, everyone's talking about branding. Mm-hmm. And what branding is, is if we go back to old word, what is your reputation? What do you stand for? That's mm-hmm. what branding is. Yeah, it really is. Okay. I mean, think about it. And that, but that's not also, to piggyback off what you're saying, I think sometimes people think, well, the branding is only when I'm at work and how I present when oh, I'm in my, with no. my peers. It's every single day, every single moment, uh-huh. whether you're by yourself or when you're in front of thousands of people, your branding and who you are will always shine through. You're absolutely correct. And so it's not, you have your personal brand, you might have Mm -hmm. a professional brand, but what do you stand for? What's important to you? How do you, how do you show your values? Okay. Uh, For those who really are going to get into management, it's what kind of environment do you create? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and even that, for coworkers. Yeah. And, and also I uh-huh. think people forget that when, when you walk up to somebody, if they, if, if they see you coming and they go the other way, or uh-huh. you walk up to someone and they're like, Oh my gosh, James, or oh my gosh, Diane, it's so great to see you. All of a sudden, you know, that your, your reputation and your branding has already preceded itself. And the other aspect as well is once you leave, how, what do they say about you? How do they feel after you leave? That's it. So it's so important that it's not only just presently, but it's also the environment that you create in the wake of your communication, in the wake of your, your departure, in the wake of, in the, I guess, uh, what precedes you before you come into a room as well. So it's so much greater, I think, than many people realize that your personal branding is almost like a cloud around you that will always present itself before you even arrive. Okay. Uh I came from the Midwest and I came to Washington, D.C. And I was walking the halls of these strong, of these, you know, the, uh, mm-hmm. the federal building. Mm-hmm. And so I was so happy. I was elated. I'm here. So I'm, I'm speaking to people. Hello. How are you doing? Hello. And people thought I was crazy. <laughs> and I realized a lot of people weren't speaking at all. Yeah. And so I, I had to make a decision. Was I going to stop speaking and do like everyone else, or was I going to continue speaking? I continued to speak. Good for you. And guess what? People start speaking back. Wow. Okay. You changed that culture. People, uh-huh. And so now everyone, you know, at least they were speaking to me. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back to that That's political funny. savvy. Yeah. Uh, let, me, let me, something that you, we can, you can use that I figured out. Mm-hmm. You have had political savvy or savvy, this, this, this whole concept of, of, of politics since the day you were born. Yes. When you wanted food, when you were wet, what did you do? You cried. Mm-hmm. When you got older and you got results, right? Mm-hmm. So as you got older, you found out the uncle, the aunt, the mother, the father who would give in to you. 
So that was the person that you'd go to. You, you, of course you did, yeah. You know, Aunt Lula, because Aunt Lula <laughs> would be willing to give you the money, where if you went to everybody else, no. Yes. So you, we've been using it all our life. That's you a great use analogy. it in high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, people have to understand that. Uh, I tell people if you go to a church, a synagogue, a temple, okay, you have politics. You have one side that wants it this way, one side that mm-hmm. wants it the other way. So it's a part of life. But people think because what we're seeing now in the media that mm-hmm. it's something else, yeah. and it's not. Yeah, you know, that's a really, really good point. Not, I, I like, uh-huh. I really like the way you you frame that because I think it makes sense with everybody listening to this because we all remember when we were younger. How did we? How did we get the results we were looking for and, and with whom did we speak and, and who did we approach for that and understanding how to, how to essentially read the room and then strategize a way to be able to get the final results that you're looking for. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I wanted to share that with you. And most, I think the last thing that's very important for people is what is it that they want to accomplish? Mm. Okay. And that could be from a, from a, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that could be uh-huh. just from a, the objective you can have perhaps for a year for your development, but I think also your long-term career goals as well. Oh, yes, of course. I mean, is it that you want to, to be the CEO of this company or you just said, no, I just want to be here a couple of years. Mm-hmm. But what do, what is it that you want to accomplish on long range and short range? So I think what I'm, if I'm becoming a sage, in other words, mm-hmm. I listen to what people say. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to give them advice, but I give them enough so they can make their own decisions on things. Mm-hmm. And I think the one thing that I would want to tell people is that you got to have a plan. You can reverse, you can change it, you can erase it, you can revise it, you can do anything you want to it, but you got to start off with something. Yes. You just can't say, I want to do this and it's going to happen to you because it doesn't work. There. It only works that way on television. Yes, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and they expedite it really fast. Right. Like, wow, how they already arrived sitcoms, there. <laughs> you know. uh, the other thing that I'd like to share with you, is, it was in one of my books, is that a woman by the name of Dr. Janet Elsie wrote a book years ago. I mean, years ago. It was called First Impressions, uh, Best Impressions. And mm. she identified nine factors that people look at or check out before you even say a word. Mm, wow, so, nine. Good Lord. Wow. Okay. Now check this out. The bottom line is we all profile. Then the nine, mm-hmm. she says, are number one, skin color, gender, age, appearance, facial expression, eye contact, your movement, your personal space and touch. All of those are very important when yes, people just yeah. checking you out for the first time. Now, the irony of all that is that, let's see, I wrote them down. You still have eye contact, personal space, touch, facial expressions. Kind of hard right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. Right now. Mm -hmm. But we all profile. We all profile. I mean, it's not, it's, uh, I I don't want to put in terms of good or bad thing. It's just something that you you make a perception. Yeah. Well, we, uh, so I don't, my background as well as I'm a forensic evaluator. So what I would do in my private practice, I would determine if people are competent to stand trial. I would do sanity evaluations and all that as well. And one thing we really talk about when it comes to working with lawyers, um, when it comes to witnesses as well, is when, when people have, have a beard it's really hard to understand the micro expressions. And so unfortunately what people will do when they profile, like you said, is if you can't see the micro expressions or even the macro expressions of someone because their beard perhaps is too bushy, then unfortunately it causes a form of slight distrust when it comes to that witness. And so learning how, just like what you said as well, is learning how to understand that 
however you present yourself, you might be doing yourself a service or a disservice depending on your presentation. That's your bottom line. Mm-hmm. That is your bottom line. Yeah. Okay. That's it. I think you make pretty pretty succinctly, but these are questions that individuals have to be able to ask yes. themselves and answer. And it's kind of hard sometimes to do that. You know, I really, I really appreciate your book, Workplace Savvy. I've worked with a lot of people or had a lot of people on my show who have also amazing books, but I really like how yours breaks it down to such, such questions that most people specifically focus on the career developments, but I really like the interpersonal effectiveness and interpersonal skills and just the introspection that you're really creating in your book to ask those questions of what is my brand? How do I show up? How do I, how do I just be me, but also be a successful version of me? And like I said, I haven't really spoken with someone who's had a fantastic book like this. So I'm really excited for my listeners to purchase it. Well, I thank you very much. You know, I think it was Maya Angelou said, you know, be yourself that, mm-hmm. you know, there's only one of you, exactly. something I, I'm misquoting her, but the fact is it's only one. Yes. And so why not make the best of it? And I think yes. that people have been, I hit the lack of another term brainwashed to think that they have to be a certain way. They have to think a certain way. They have to be a certain way. They have to look a certain way. No, you mm. have to look the best that you have with what, what you have and be able to show that emotional intelligence. I can't, I, I, I can't stress that enough. Yes. Yeah. I, I can't I stress that enough. 100%. You know, well, Dan Sutton, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on my show. Thank you so oh, much. I can't believe our time is already up. If my listeners, <laughs> if my listeners want to find out more information about you, to purchase your book one more time, Workplace Savvy, where would they find all this information online? Okay, they can find it at Amazon. Uh, they can actually contact me too, but they can find it at Amazon. Uh, two books. The first one was Workplace Etiquette. The one that we've been talking about has uh, Workplace Savvy. Workplace Etiquette deals with some basics, and Workplace Savvy goes into specific skills that you need. So you can find it at Amazon, and you can find it at my, you can contact me at my website or my email address. And what is your website and email? Oh, <laughs> www.suttonenterprises.org. Wonderful. That's a .org and it's a .do.org. Perfect. I will make sure. My listeners also know that if they're not able to find any of this information, any other place, simply go to the show notes of this particular episode. And I will link you directly with Amazon to purchase Workplace Savvy, as well as give you Diane's contact information. Diane, thank you so much for being a fantastic guest, my sister. I really appreciate all your wisdom. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, James. It was very kind of you to ask me to come on. I appreciate that. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.